Hey everybody, and welcome to Feeling 50 Shades of Everything. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dre. And we are so excited that uh, you found us. Yay, welcome! So this truly is the podcast where we talk about everything and, and anything. So our goal is to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe just a little bit. Or maybe not uncomfortable at all. Nada. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a smidge. Yeah. I think a little bit of both would be good. Yeah. Yeah. But we just want you to sit back, relax, and tune into feeling 50 shades of everything. All right. It's real. It's here. It's 50 shades of everything. everything. Our first full episode, and uh, and it's National Wine Day. Uh, you know, when you told me that, I the gods were looking down upon us, and it, it was just fate. It, I don't even know what to say. No, I mean, how do you have your first episode? I know. And I happen to be on Facebook, and yeah. I see it's National Wine Day. I'm thinking crazy. that's what we're all about, wine, laughter, mm -hmm. 50 shades. So tonight, mm -hmm. we are drinking um, a Pinot Noir. Let's. I got to read it because God knows I can't pronounce it. Mayo Me Pinot Noir. And it is absolutely... Yummy. It is delicious. It's very it's smooth. Really yummy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We yes. went with the red because today was a little more dreary, not as sunny yeah. and light. Yeah, I we mean, got some rain and yeah, yeah. Back to Seattle. Yeah. Oh God. If I wanted to live in Seattle, I'd move there. I know. I know. So our uh, first episode. Oh boy. People. And we, we went around and around and around as to what should our first topic be? Do we want to scare people? And I was all for scaring you guys. Um, Dre kind of, she's the voice of reason. She I reeled us in, in a little bit because, you know, yes, we said we're going to talk about everything, hence in our title. But we got to take it a little slow. Steps, baby steps. We got to have foreplay. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Okay. So we just don't want to just jump right into the, the dirty, nitty gritty Right. Stuff. Exactly. So okay. what, <laughs> she's speechless, people. That you know, she anywho. What we decided was it's also February. It's Valentine's Day. So we thought being Valentine's Day and whether you're single, you're married, you're, you know, however you're celebrating the right. holiday, it is a great time to talk about communication yeah well communication is super important yeah in every, every relationship that you have whether it's your your relationship with your parents your spouse your boyfriend your children the, the clerk at the grocery, grocery store. store but it's here's everything uh, but here's the thing I think most people think that the key to good communication is just listening when somebody's talking but there's so much more to it. I mean, there's actual languages, languages of love languages, how you speak, how you communicate, and what matters to you. Who, yeah. Like, well, I mean, you said that there's five. I'm a little five. concerned because I think sometimes men have trouble with just the English language. So now we throw in 
that there's five love languages and it just kind of worries me just a little well, bit. Well, I'm sure I mean, it worries. If men are just, listening, they're freaking out right, probably right now. Just focus in on the one. Just <laughs> pick your one and just go with it, people. So we're heading in the direction of Five Love Languages, which is a book written by Gary Chapman. Um, and this book, I can't say enough about it, that for any type of relationship, as we said a little bit ago, it can really enhance how much you get out of your friend, your partner, even your children getting to their way of how do they accept love from you? How do you, you know? So these five love languages are really incredible because it makes you more aware of what yours is. And then you got to, you got to turn it around. Yeah, you do, because you you can't assume that your love language is your partner's love language. So, and I think that that's like a common mistake that people make is that they're like, well, I like to receive gifts, so she's going to like to receive gifts. Or, you know, whatever the love language is, and that's not the case, we all have different ones. We do. If you have the same, then that's really good. But not everybody does. And and I do think we were talking about this earlier. I think it can change as, as yeah. you grow as a person. Who's to say that what you go and and in this book, um, you can take this little quiz. You, you answer some questions and it'll determine what your top two love languages are. Um, and that's not to say, though, as your relationship changes and you grow as a person, that your ch- language right. might also right. change. I agree with that. Um, because you know, I'm a different person now than I was at 25. Yes. 30. You're than you were a year ago. Well, very true. <laughs> right? Thank you. Very true. Yep. So we're going to jump right in. And the mm-hmm. first love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. And to, to many people out there, they need to hear words of I love that dress on you. Your hair looks great. You know, mm-hmm. that that dinner was amazing. Yeah. And to them... Well, I think everybody enjoys hearing those things. Right. But I think then you have to figure out, like, is that, like, your number one love language? Right. Because nobody's going to say, I fucking hate hearing <laughs> shit like that. Like, what the hell? Well, yeah, it's not my but love language. It's not but mine either. Listen, but- damn it, if I don't hear every once in a while, hun, that... That dress looks you great look on you. Really good. Somebody's not getting something for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know. I hear you. I hear you. Well, so it's not my love language, but I need a little of that language. <laughs> you got to put that in there now and then. Yeah. Every girl wants Every a Every girl wants that. You know? yeah. And so do, so do guys. When they want to hear, you know. That they look nice. Yes. And, you, you look really sharp tonight. Yeah, those pants, you know, you're a little nice. Yeah. really nice in those pants. So, you know, we're not saying that we don't need some words of affirmation, but to some people, that's what makes them feel loved. Hearing that, that's what makes them feel. My big word, you'll hear it, enough. I think it's all about, everybody wants to feel that they're enough. And for some people, words of affirmation makes them, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second one is quality time. This is definitely one for me and has really always been one of them. Mm-hmm. because I, in order to feel a connection with somebody, you have to be able to spend quality time with them. Right. And I'm going to preface this by saying, and I'm probably going to kick myself in the ass later on, I'm trying to go with it's not the quantity 
of the time that you spend with somebody, Mm -hmm. but it's the quality of the time that you have when you are with them. Are they present? Are they in the moment? Right. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean you're in a room and you have the TV on and neither of you are looking at each other. It is, that phone is nowhere in sight. It's, yeah. I mean, you, you have the person's undivided attention in that time. Mm -hmm. It, that's all that exists is the two of you. And, and it can be cooking together. It can be just a conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's huge. And I think, again, as we said, it's not just couples. There's nothing worse than I'm sorry if you're hanging out, going out to dinner with a girlfriend and you're trying to tell her everything's been going on. And And she's she's constantly looking uh, at her phone. So annoying. Mm -hmm. Been there. It is so annoying. I have been in a situation where it's happened to me and I have literally just stopped talking, sat there and looked and they'll be like, what? I'll be like, just let me know when you're done. Yeah. When you're done, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll pick up our conversation. And I'm sorry, I'm important enough that. Yeah. So I haven't done that with necessarily a girlfriend. I mean, I have been sitting with girlfriends that are like that and, but I never stopped. I did that with my ex. Okay. Like I would stop and, and we be mid conversation. All of a sudden he picks up his phone and he starts talking on it. And since it was on silent, I didn't even know like he was doing it. Didn't know the phone was ringing until he started talking on the phone. And I'm thinking, Hey, we were just having a conversation. conversation. But were you really having a conversation? Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I was just talking at him. I don't know. Right. I know. So, but what that feels like is that you aren't enough. No. That the person on the other end of the phone is more important than the person sitting in front of you. Correct. It's very hurtful. It is. It it is. It it's just you need to have somebody's presence. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like you said, a lot of times you I, life is busy. It's yeah. crazy. You do have to get time together with your friends, with your kids, with your husband, you're boyfriend. Being pulled in all different directions. So it just makes that time has to be that time you mm-hmm. can't let the outside world in so yeah. shut that tv off mm-hmm. you know turn put, the phone off yeah just go walk in the park go and sometimes it's not even talking you can walk in silence and the communication is priceless well, the funny when, thing is is that i do really believe that you need to be able to be comfortable mm-hmm. in the silence yes with anybody whether it's your kids, your spouse, your boyfriend, your friends. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just have to be comfortable being. It doesn't always have to be a dialogue. Right. Silence is golden. What movie was that? Uh, oh, uh, with Pony Boy. Uh, oh, the Outsiders. Outsiders. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Very. Silence is golden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. All right. Wow. Okay, so moving right along. Our next one oh, yeah. is, well, you know what? My first one, it's receiving gifts. And my first thought was, yeah, Mm -hmm. receiving gifts. Yeah. But I also, so receiving gifts, some people, you know, like the the getting flowers, um, you know, getting a gift for no reason at all. To them, that means love. And at first I thought, oh, I'm not that kind of person. But. After thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, what are wedding rings? They're a visual symbol. So I, I now, not that this, 
I'm not a receiving gift person yeah. in love languages. Yeah. But I can, I kind can of, appreciate it. I can, because I see yeah. where there's people need a visual material yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So for me, like the whole receiving gifts, again, it's not my, one of my primaries. Um, but if somebody came, you know, comes home with a grocery store flower, mm-hmm. for me, like, I think they were thinking of me. Right. And that makes you feel good. Good. It's not my primary, but it does, it feels nice. Yes. So gifts, I think the whole gift giving thing, it doesn't have to be anything substantial. No. It could just be something small. Somebody go pick a flower. Like, uh, absolutely. Think about, think about this. I know when my youngest was little, we had dandelions galore in our front yard and he went out and he picked a handful and he was so excited when he came in. He must have been about three or four and he hands me the, his little bouquet of dandelions. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you're like, like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. ever. I love you. And that's so true. Like I think back now, I remember making a noodle necklace for my mother. <laughs> it was so ugly, I did too. And I remember we went to church. Did she wear? And she wore it to church. And you know, she, <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe that's not her love language, but that was yes. You know, but the, how how did that make you feel that she was wearing it? Exactly. Yeah. It made me feel amazing yeah. right. that she thought that was. <laughs> she wore that macaroni necklace <laughs> like a champ. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. So, again, not my love language. Not, not and mine. Not, right. And, and, there's, and it's not like it's a superficial love language right. or anything like that. It's, it's just not mine. No. And, right. I mean, again, circumstances, you know, maybe there's, there. I'm sure, people out there that never got flowers. And so when they're in a relationship, just the fact that Mm -hmm. somebody was able to do that for you, Mm -hmm. you know, when before that wasn't something that could ever be done. I mean, it's, and I, so it's funny because around Christmas time, I got uh, flowers and it was such a surprise for me because I, there was no, like there was no real reason, no holiday. There was nothing. It was just, I didn't know if I was going to see you this weekend and I just wanted to send you these flowers. And it was like, Oh, that was, I mean, it was really nice. Right. It was really nice. It was very appreciated. It was very (laughs) appreciated. So we're not saying like, don't send us flowers. (laughs) We're just saying, (laughs) you know, diamonds are a girl's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) So moving right along. This one is, this is a tough one for me, Trey. And I know that this is your husband's love language. This is acts of service. And it's, it is a tough one. It's a tough one um, because I think the other thing about all these love languages is needing to spin it around and you need to have, look at how somebody else perceives love. Yeah. Because. This is his love language and it's what he bestows upon. Like, this is what he does for me all the time. It's his love language. Right. So, but it's not yours. But it's not mine. So right. that's what I, I yeah, find yeah. kind of 
crazy. Yeah. So, but the funny thing is, is I know you're very conscious of the fact that that is his love language. Yes. Because you do a lot of acts of service for him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Not my most favorite things. Um, cleaning the kitchen, emptying the dishwasher, right. you know, all that stuff. Um, but I do know that you are very conscious of that. So you do make sure I, yeah, I try. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we're not perfect. No. I mean, my husband is the type that I wake up and he knows he has my cup of coffee ready. He has the dishwasher unloaded and laundry's going by 5.30 a.m. Well, first off, I don't think anybody needs to be up at 5.30 (laughs) a.m. Just saying. It's not a time to be up. Are you kidding me? No. You don't talk to me. You don't no. look at me. You know, as you well know. Don't touch me. Don't look at me. Civil. <laughs> well, the head spins. <laughs> but that is his. And I think uh, here's the learning point is that's his love language. But you have to grasp that just because that's yours doesn't mean it's the other right. person's. Right. And, you know, I he he knows my love language. Right. You know, but it's a, he's, you got to right. work it's, on it. Well, you know, I, every relationship is work. Yes. Every relationship is work. A lot of work. As we all know very well. Anybody that says it's not work. They're lying. Lying. Liar. 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 It ain't all roses. There are thorns. (laughs) And, you know, love my kids to death. But I think then when you throw kids in the mix, Mm. it throws a completely different dynamic. And the more kids you have, the it's It's just just that much harder. It's just that much harder. Yes. And it was funny because I was talking to somebody and I said, I, you know, sometimes I wonder if marriages are supposed to survive, not supposed to, I wonder if they can survive kids. Mm. Now, I mean, my parents did, you know, um, but it's so hard. It is. Cause I think it and just, I think it's harder now just because technology and the world the demands. So yes. And everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses yeah. and the kids, you know, again, uh, people just, can't find themselves to be enough. So they're filling it with other, other things. things. Yeah. You know, like wine, like <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so anyway, acts of service are, you know, some people like to have help with, you know, chores around the house or maybe your partner wants you to do grocery shopping every once in a while or mow the lawn or it's those little things that to them when it's done when it's done it shows them that you love them yes um and And that they're enough and that exactly Mm -hmm. they're enough Brene Brown I know you're out there you are so gonna be listening to this (laughs) because uh I'm a huge Brene Brown fan huge love her and a Another big thing I will say, it's about vulnerability. Oh, yeah. These languages, you have to be vulnerable and get in there and, and <laughs> I know. I hate you, Dre. <laughs> Lisa's not vulnerable. Uh, well, she is, but um, it's tough. It's very tough. It's very tough. And when you are willing, though, to do somebody's language that's yeah. not yours. Yeah. You have to be vulnerable and get out. And as Brene Brown would say, get in that ring and stand up. And well, I did get in the ring. You, I did. You did. I did. I didn't like getting in the ring. <laughs> was not a comfortable feeling. Felt like you know, like Muhammad Ali was going to come out and beat the shit out of me. Um, but it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, just recently, 
So let's just say within the past two years, numerous people have told me that I was insensitive, which I'm thinking, and I consider myself highly sensitive. I just don't show Show how sensitive I am. Right. So people telling me I'm insensitive, (laughs) it really hurt my feelings. (laughs) It was terrible. <laughs> she's she's being a little more pouty than she would. The, the F word was going, oh, and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you were ready to punch somebody I was. <laughs> But it's it's a you have to be vulnerable. You you do, and it's scary because vulnerability will come with getting shut down, and you have to pick yourself up and do it again. And so just just because <laughs> just because you find somebody's language doesn't mean it's going to go true. over well That's the true. first time. That's true. That's true. You know. So the last, last one, one yes. is physical touch. Now, I know you men out there are automatically, you go to the bedroom. Boing, 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 right? boing. So <laughs> I'm not that far off. However, it could be holding hands. It could be just a touch as you pass by her. Or under the, you're at dinner and under the table. You yeah. just touch. Under, it's, well, <laughs> What's going on underneath the table, Trey? It's just like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. If you read the book, there, there's an episode in the book about stepping outside and like gotcha. doing different things, different places. Not necessarily sexual, <laughs> but just if it's like caressing the yeah. arm yeah. of your. But the funny thing is, it's not. So I, I think of PDA, public displays of affection. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Like that doesn't bother me. But some people, like, no, like, Mm-mm. that is not, no, they don't want you to kiss nope. them. They don't want you to touch See, them. See, and I grew up to... with my father. There was no yeah. public affection. Right. There was, I mean, there was little, if any. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, thank right. God my mom was super kind of affectionate the other way. because of my mom. Yeah. She's super affectionate. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that. You had that. Yeah. My husband, I mean, he oh, is boy. very He's affectionate. very affectionate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very affectionate. And if there's one language he's passed on to his boys is that love language of it's okay to hug. Because I think our kids, as we, yeah. as we talk about not just couples, but teaching our kids different love languages and, you know, that it's okay to hug and mm-hmm. not to go past their comfort zone by any right. means, right. but just to, you know... It's it's okay to hold hands. It's okay to give mom a hug or dad give your, the son a hug. Yeah. You know, that's a big one right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get in I touch with some the, the the dad and the son relationship. Oh, it's huge. We could that's a whole it episode. Is. It is. Whole, we're not even go there. So we'll, we're going to steer yeah. back to well, our yeah. physical touch. Both so of us having is, three boys yeah. and uh so physical touch is actually one my primary. And that's so my I, secondary. So I, I kind of go back and forth between quality time and physical touch. Um, I think they're both equally important. Obviously, you can't have physical touch unless you're actually with the person. The person. <laughs> Do you hear crickets? Because um, Well, <laughs> today's that's another tech- episode <laughs> as well. Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> Anyhow, physical touch is just, just a bad... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta rein myself in here. It's it's the obvious of just yeah, but it doesn't mean it, by any means sex. We're not right. There's the intimacy yeah. of it, and there is a, a huge emotional part of well, physical touch. Yeah, yeah. you know that yeah. I I think then I think just helps with 
snowballing mm-hmm. other aspects of the yeah. relationship. Yeah. But um, I would have to say that I think most men, given the five languages, that they would automatically assume that physical touch was their primary. I think they might because be a little surprised, though. I think they would, too. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, everything that you read, whether it's online or in a book or whatever, says that, you know, men have to have sex. So if you're not having sex with your man. Something's wrong. Something's going on. Now, I'm not saying that that's not really true. However, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's out the, there. They, yeah. It's their primary. So I'm curious what everybody right. else thinks. So again, this is Fifty Shades of Everything. Right. There are probably different levels of yeah. of these five languages that we would love to hear from guys. What, yeah. what, uh, What's what, your love language? What Does is your, it? Your significant other know your love language? Mine does. Well, I kind of, I don't. Let's backtrack there. I'm not quite sure I have a significant other quite yet, but never mind. Crickets. Chirp, 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 chirp. So, yeah, getting back on course, which is sometimes difficult for the, the two of us. Um, I, I think we kind of nailed yeah. the five love languages. I so. And I think it's just, again, if, if you haven't read this book, I highly suggest it. And not only is it five languages of love, he has books out there for teenagers, for single women. I mean, he, yeah, he, Gary does amazing job of putting it in all different aspects of walks of life of where you are. Um, so it's a great resource. It's such an awakening to who you are. Yeah. So I say, check it out. Definitely. It's, I, it's a must read. I think that every, I think it should be like mandatory reading. You're in, you like you hit 18 and you better read the damn book. Let's go school board. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go knock on the doors. Oh, yeah, I don't, no, I don't no, think no, that's going to get approved. <laughs> anyway, so leave a comment. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you were drinking tonight. Yes. I mean, I'm curious. We drink a lot of wine. We are wine. But, hey, let us know if you can suggest something. Mm-hmm. Change it up. Yeah. I mean, we're we're open. I We drink just about any wine out there. The only thing I won't drink is whites and vanilla. No, I can't do the sweets. I'm not a sweet girl. But anyway, so we're completely open. Leave a comment. We want to hear from you. And thanks for joining us on our first full First full episode. It's like we've given birth. (gasps) This is a girl. (laughs) Fifty shades Shades of of everything. everything.